Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Back on Rutherford Issues, and we're catching up with our friends from Beasley Animal Foundation and Clinic here today. Dawn Roberts, the executive director, joins us, and we've got uh, lots of things to talk about. We were just uh, uh, chatting about how hot it is. That's kind of part of our subject today, but uh, man, it's been a brutal summer, hasn't it? So far, yeah, and doesn't look like we're going to get a break anytime soon. No, uh, and we talk about our human uh, humans as uh, you know heat stroke and heat exhaustion being uh, an issue but it can be for our pets so we're going to talk about that uh, coming up here in uh, just a couple of seconds but um, you've got some big things going in uh, September. September's a busy month for you, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, we're glad, though, to finally have these fundraisers back on our calendar. Um, the last couple years, you know, it's been tough with us not having be any pers- in-person fundraisers. Paws and Pearls is back on. Um, we had hoped that it was going to be in April, but unfortunately we had to postpone it now till September. Um, you know, this is going to be our 11th annual Paws and Pearls. So it's a, it's a fun event of hors d'oeuvres, music, dinner auction um, and dancing and that's september 17th at the grove um tickets just went on sale for that you can find all information on our website um a brand new website so that's been running for a little bit over a month and it's 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 very nice i'm very pleased with it and then on september 29th we have our second um, annual barks and bourbon event which is which is a Bell Meadows farm and it's a night of just uh, bourbon tastings. Um, we'll have some food there, music, and as well as a silent auction. So um, a couple of different events that help people get involved. You know, all proceeds do benefit the uh, foundation and continue our programs that we serve the community. And it's just gonna be nice to be able to see our old friends and any new friends again in person. Yeah, most certainly. Uh, I saw, uh Freedom Morgan is uh, a board member, I think. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yep, she is. She's the president. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's the president. Well, I I saw uh, she had her friend, uh, Miss Olivia, do a video on Facebook. Yes, wasn't that cute? It was, wasn't it? Very cute. (laughs) It was was awesome. So um, they... uh, if someone's never been to Paws and Pearls, um, kind of what is what is the event like? I mean, you know, a lot of people think, well, I'd like to go, but I don't know how to dress, what to do, can I take my animal, all those kinds of things. Yeah, of course, animals are, are welcome. Um, it's, uh, it's, you know, a fairly casual event. Um, you know, it's, we start with wine time, which is just, you know, some cocktails and um, some music, and then you can peruse the silent auction, and then we move over to a, a sit-down dinner, um, and you can just uh, have mingle with new friends, old friends, and then we do have a live auction as well that we'll do, and then the night ends with dancing um, with a band, so um, it's uh, it's a really fun event, and you know, there's, you know, people dress very casually, and some dress a little bit nicer, so. And being, um, it's, at, it's at the at Grove? At the Grove, yes. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, what time does it start? Six o'clock. Six? Yes. Okay. And uh, you said you can go online to, uh, I guess, find out more and get tickets and yes. things? Yes. The BeasleyAnimalFoundation.org. There's a tab that's events, and you can find um, Paws and Pearls on there as well as um, Barks and Bourbon. Um, tickets have not gone on sale quite yet for Barks and Bourbon, but that should be coming s- shortly. But any updates you can find on our website or on our Facebook page. And uh, on the website, you're right, lots of new things there. I haven't been on there in the last yes, month, so it looks it's, good. It's, yeah, it's, uh, I think we've gotten good um, reviews on it that it's much easier to navigate and get information. And um, not to put you on the spot uh, and, and just go to the website, but you've got a lot of uh, community members and businesses and business leaders that uh, help fund this event and, and it is a fundraiser but uh, you've gotten a lot of support and it looks like a lot of these folks are back even after the hiatus absolutely and we are so grateful that they're you know that they still continue to support us and believe in our cause and you know of course the need is grown in our community just with everything that's transpired the last couple of years yeah most certainly and i'm excited because this will be my first actual fundraiser as a new executive director so there'll be a lot of people i get to meet in yeah person. and that'll be good for them to uh to meet you and and uh but you've been i guess to these events in the past uh, have you been there that long too yeah i was at i did the Paws and pearls both in 19 and barks and bourbon okay as when i first started with the clinic yeah so so you've got one at least. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, your board does a great job of helping to put all this together. Absolutely, yeah. They are very supportive, and they do dig in their heels and get things done. Awesome. Uh, we're talking with uh, Dawn Roberts today with the Beasley Animal Foundation and uh, Clinic. So we'll put uh, that information about the uh, events and put some links on our website as well uh, under the podcast section. We're going to talk about uh, heat stroke and heat exhaustion in your pets. And of course, uh, you know, usually July and August are our hottest months, but June and July so far have been, and looks like the extended forecast, it's, uh, August is going to follow suit and uh, got to be careful with those uh, fur babies out there. Absolutely. I mean, they if it's hot for us, it, you have to know that it's hot for the pets and they can't sweat like we do. Um, they have a few sweat glands in between their toes and around their noses, but they cannot definitely cool themselves down as easily as we can. So um, you just really have to be very conscious of having your pets outside um, and just kind of keeping a good eye on them. So um, my little rat terrier Chihuahua, she does not pant very often, but when she does, she's hot, you know? And so that's for her, when I notice her do that, because she doesn't do it very often, I know that she's warm (laughs) or or, or too hot. Yeah. So uh, I guess the more you know your pets, the the better off you are in terms of knowing when they're hot because they can't really tell you. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I mean, a lot of dogs, yeah, more dogs, you know, I have a small dog too, and you know, he doesn't pant very much either, but like you, I know if he's panting, he's warm. Um, But if you have a dog that, you know, panting, that's just how they naturally cool themselves. Mm -hmm. So, but if you, if it becomes very much more sporadic and much more serious and they're very, they're breathing very heavy, panting a lot, then you know that there's probably, that you probably need to get them into a cool, well-ventilated area to get them cooled off. My son's uh, 80 plus pound Labradoodle is different. He's panting all the time. So Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, o- you know, over uh, overweight pets, um, you know, old and young pets are more susceptible to it. Of course, your flat face 
animals such as your pugs and your English bulldogs. And then, of course, you can't forget your cats, your Persian cats. Um, they're also more susceptible to heat stroke and heat exhaustion because oh, they really? just can't. They, you know, it's harder for them to breathe and pant and stuff like that. Yep. So, so the the smush noses, yep, I guess. <laughs> yep. The smush noses. Yeah. Uh, so, just to reiterate, so you know that you know heat exhaustion and heat stroke, all of those things. If 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 it's hot for you, it's hot for your animal. So that's that's what you need to keep in mind. So. Kind of walk us through some things that uh, that we can do to make sure that our pets are, are cool and that we can avoid these uh, serious situations. Well, first of all, having fresh, clean water for them available at all times, as well as shade. And if you can, it just needs to be in a well-ventilated area. So if you need to put a fan or something just to get the mo- air moving, that's great, too. I know a lot of people, the dogs live outside and have to live outside. So just make sure that if they're tethered they are able to get to um, shade and always be able to reach the water and you know some people think that you know dog houses are shelter but they heat up extremely quickly if they're in the sun so if you have a dog house just make sure that they are shaded as well that will provide some protection for your animal yeah those little confined spaces are even a lot of times more uh, are much hotter than it is outside yes it is because it just holds in the heat there yeah. um, and you know exercise your dog is great but make sure you just walk them early morning or later in the evening Um, A good test to do is if you put your hand on the concrete or the pavement and it's hot, it's too hot for you to walk your pet because they'll burn their paws. So that's just a good test to do also. And then just limit your exercise during the day. If you need to exercise them to go out to go to the bathroom, just do quick little spurts and then just bring them back inside and get them in a cool and make sure they have water. Yeah, maybe if you wanted to go for that walk um, early morning or late evening or or the best times when it's not as hot. As hot, right. I mean, it's still toasty, but it's not. The sun is not shining in the concrete and is not as warm. So, And also just, I mean, I know this is common sense and everyone just do not leave your car, your pet in a car, even for a minute. It just like, a, you know, it just warms up really quickly and that can cause you extreme damage to your animal. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, if you do go on those those walks or, or whatnot, um, carry a bottle of water in a way to let them have some water on the, uh, during that process. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah so. um, this question just popped into my mind, and, and I don't know the answer to that, but is it okay to put, like, um, ice in the water or whatnot in the real hot summer? I mean, ice isn't a problem, is it? You could put ice in the water, okay. yeah, during the summer to keep the water cooler and everything like that. I mean, there is a difference in, it will, you know, when I'm talking about what you can do if you sense your animal might be overheated is mm-hmm. just do not put ice cold water on them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But they, if, if you want to, some, our dogs love ice. Yeah. I go to the ice maker. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, they're all jumping around. So, yeah. you know, the, those, those things are kind of a, a treat for them. Um, there are some animals that are just outdoor animals all the time. I think about those, uh, maybe a feral cat or something yeah. of that nature. So uh, I guess just make sure they have some ways to keep cool. Correct. Yeah. Just have, make sure their water is clean and if, they can have shade. I mean, put up an umbrella or, I mean, cats are pretty good about knowing to go head under a tree and everything, but making sure they have fresh water for all their community cat caretakers. And, you know, they're all pretty good about making sure and taking care of these cats. Um, when we talk about heat stroke and, and heat exhaustion and, and things of that nature, what are some signs maybe that 
you know your your pet is having some issues so the early signs to are you know are to watch out for is of course like i said heavy panting if they're panting heavier than they normally do difficulty breathing um, excessive drinking um, good thing to do is look at their tongue and if it's bright red and their mucous membranes are bright red um, they're certainly beginning to be overheated and then if there's there's sick saliva drooling vomiting or diarrhea that's another good sign that you know they're they're starting to overheat mm -hmm. and that's when you need to start making some changes and getting them into an area and start getting them cooled down and and when these things are happening that's where you're saying the ice water kind of would shock the system yeah. i guess right yeah yeah first thing to do is stop all their activity whatever you're doing get them into a cool well ventilated place and just put some tepid very cool water on their fur and absolutely call their vet i mean heat stroke is always an emergency so you're always going to want to get on the way to the vet or at least get them on the phone and tell them what you're doing i mean any type of at home first aid is just to kind of try to normalize their body temperature not to um really tr make sure that your pet's okay you really do need to go to the vet if your pet's overheating and you might even see um if they're further along in that some some things that are not normal oh yeah like i mean advanced stages and that's when you know they emergency is needed unsteadiness staggering if they're very lethargic confused um you know that they're very advanced and they need help immediately yeah. and cats have the similar symptoms and cats are sometimes different um but they're very subtle so i mean cats that you really do have to keep an eye on it but i've seen when cats are panting they're probably pretty warm and something needs to be done that that's pretty abnormal for a cat yeah. isn't it yes it is <laughs> but it, that is one of the ways that they also try to cool themselves exactly. as well yeah. okay I, yeah. I didn't realize that so uh very important that um you, you know you make sure that especially the outside animals there there are some that live outside and that's that's perfectly fine but especially in the really hot summer and the really really cold winter you need to make sure that you have some precautions maybe a place for them to get into i mean it's probably even cooler in your garage than it is outside and things like that as long as it's ventilated just yeah, yeah you know like i mean just put a you know like we have a dog that absolutely refuses to come inside so we have a one of those fans that draws out the air and we have a window so there's and they put a, put a fan in there it just gives them just move the temperature just move the air around and yeah. and that helps well, very important information. Anything else that we missed here, or did we catch all the? I think highlights? we, yeah, I think we hit everything. So awesome, very. And it good. just, I mean, it and it happens a lot faster than pet owners think. So if you sense your pet's getting overheated, try to take a, immediate action to prevent it from getting worse. Well, um, a reminder again about the uh, September Paws and Pearls on September 11th, uh, and. Um, no, it's the 11th annual on September 17th, I should say. I got my numbers there wrong over at the Grove at Williamson Place and uh, also Barks and Bourbon as well. At the end of the month, information is at BeasleyAnimalClinic.com and Beasley Animal Foundation uh, as well. So, uh, Miss Dawn, I appreciate you coming in today. Well, I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. We'll see you next month. Okay. And that's going to do it for our program. Thank you so very much for joining in. We'll see you next time. Don't forget the podcast at WGNSRadio.com where you can listen back to our programs and like us wherever you listen to audio, Spotify, Google, Apple, all those places.